This is Camp Hacker. Come find our show notes and our blog for camp directors and leaders at camphacker.tv. Good day and welcome to our podcast. This is Camp Hacker, episode 86, recorded on the 1st of December, 2015. On today's show, is Camp Right For You? Part 3, Finding a Full-Time Job at Camp. If you would like easy, automatic, free updates of our podcast, you can subscribe in iTunes or use the free Stitcher app. This week's Camp Hacker podcast is sponsored by GoCamp Pro. In a lot of ways, GoCamp Pro was built for directors just like you, people doing it all themselves. We designed this by asking ourselves, what resources do we wish that we had during our time as directors? The material will be helpful to those in their first five to seven years of directing, but so much of it fits for camp directors who are looking for ways to make their camp life easier. To join, simply go to gocamp.pro. The podcast is also sponsored by camp pros like you who support the show on Patreon. If you've got even one good idea from the Camp Hacker podcast, you could show your support for the show for as little as $1 per episode. We've got some great rewards too, just like a Kickstarter campaign. Please go to patreon.com forward slash camphacker. We hope you enjoy the Camp Hacker show. Hello, Camp Pros, and welcome to the Camp Hacker podcast. My name is Travis Allison. I run the Camp Hacker Network, and I'm also one of the founding members of Go Camp Pro. Hi, my name is Dan Weir. I'm the Director of Camping Services at Frost Valley YMCA. Frost Valley is a year-round camp conference education facility up in the Catskill Mountains of New York, and this was my 19th summer this past summer working. And my name is Gabrielle Rail, and I'm one of the camp directors at Camp Waro. Camp Waro is an all-girls camp in the Laurentian Mountains, and we focus on a positive girl community. My name is Joe Richards. I'm the executive director at Pierce Williams Christian Center, which is a United Church of Canada summer camp and retreat center located about halfway between Detroit and Toronto. Right on. Well, gang's all here. Welcome back, everybody. Um, I'm excited to have a discussion today. This, the third in our Is Camp Right For You series. Um, and uh, Dan's got to leave quite quickly. So we're going to basically just suck out Dan's brain for the next five minutes. Um, on the, 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 the way we're focusing today is where do you find a job or how do you find a job full time in camp? We've had some great discussions previous to this about some other parts of parts of it, but this is how do you find a job full time in summer camp? And so Dan, what to you is, is would be your first piece of advice if one of your summer staff members came to you and said, Dan, I really want to do this full time. I love what's going on. How do I get started? Well, I actually, so you, that segue is perfect. Uh, that would be my first piece of advice for someone wanting to find a job is to actually go to your current camp director or somebody that has ties in the field and say, I want to have a career in this. Please help me. Um, I, so many of the jobs open now with camps are based on trust and, and um, having a mentor or an advocate in any way is huge and is what's going to probably carry you further in the application process than anything else. Um, uh, for instance, when I, we post um, full-time jobs here pretty often because of our size and um, we'll get anywhere from 10 to 100 applications and sometimes the only way your application makes it through the first round is because somebody said hey by the way i know blah 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 applied 
and you should really look out for the resume. Um, I can't carry that enough that um, it really helps having an advocate or a mentor just getting your foot in the door. Um, that So my, my biggest suggestion is to actually turn to the people um, that know you in some loose um, it, it, loose or tightly, I've seen you work, um, but say that you want to have a career in this and to do that. And um, I have found of all the fields that uh, uh, someone can enter, uh, camp really understands professional development. I think it's because we in, uh, understand taking care of children. Mm-hmm. And you'd be shocked how many people would be willing to do this. Um, uh, even if you don't know anyone as a whole, um, you know, I, I'm sure through, you know, you could go to LinkedIn and you can look at camps and see if you know anyone through somebody to that camp and get an introduction that way. Um, but I really think that is a, a huge aspect is to uh, find someone that is willing to mentor or be a slight advocate for you in any aspect and really kind of spell things out for you. I think that's the, the biggest thing. Um, second biggest thing is um, ACA, um, uh, post jobs monthly that are careers. Um, the YMCA um, is constantly posting on ymca.net. Um, there's aee.org. Uh, there is, uh, uh, this is the Weir's website name, but backdoorjobs.com. Um, those are all outdoor camp jobs that are more than just a summer position. Um, and, and you really need to understand that this is a career that you work your way up pretty easily, but you need to start at the bottom. And it's okay that you start out and not that the bottom is being an instructor, an outdoor education instructor, but that is entry level for our, our field. And it's okay to be doing that while looking for a managerial position or a camp director position. But um, And if all else fails, if you can't get a job, my third piece of advice is to go volunteer. Mm-hmm. Um, there is rec programs all over the place um, that run day camps that have no resources. Um, there's your local Boy Scouts, your local Ys, local churches that run programming and, and just offer to them and say you, you enjoy working with the children. You're looking for any, any opportunity, whether it's paid or volunteer. Um, and that gets you in the door as well, too. It really does. Um, uh, so those, those are my three bits of advice um, is really uh, just circling back, really um, getting somebody to be your advocate or mentor. Use LinkedIn. Use people you know. Use use the camp you've worked at. Uh, look at some of these more nonprofit or broader sites. And the last is volunteer if you have to, um, to, to get your way in the door. And it, volunteering goes a long way. It shows your level of commitment. So, Right on. Dan, I, it's my fault that we're so late getting started and you have to leave. My apologies about that. Um, have a good meeting. And, Thank you. And I will share your tool of the week. Thanks for setting us up with that, too. Yeah, no, I much appreciate it. So, um, great. Well, then, I, other than that, we'll uh, talk to you guys later. So, yeah, take care, brother. We'll talk to you um, in January. I, I think you have to disconnect with me, right? Or if no, I, you can I do it. Hang up. Okay, great. All right, we'll talk to you later. Take care. Yep. See you, Dan. Bye. Bye. So for Joe, is any of those those things that um, that Dan pointed out? Do they ring any bells or or get your motor running on good ideas for how to find a camp job? Yeah, for sure they do because it's 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 how I got my camp job. It's one of those when when I was sitting down and thinking about this topic today about you know how because that's how how did I get into camping right? And if I can answer that question and help somebody else, um, then. And what what it was for me was one of my university professors, a mentor I had who was my thesis advisor for my undergrad thesis. Um, and he, you know, I just stayed in touch with him. And, and when I was going back through Thunder Bay after some, after travels out west, he said, oh, hey, I had a camp director call me and say he's looking for someone. 
Um, but that was in the spring. So here's his name, and uh, and I got his name, and and I followed up that that fall with him, and got hired over the course of the fall to start January first of of 1999. So I got into camping through um, through a, a mentor and a university professor, um, but that didn't get me where I am today. Right. So it's yeah. it's when once you find your job, you know, and and you can you need to realize that your first stop might not be your last stop. And rarely in a career is your first stop last stop. Yep. Um, I ended up, that's funny that I, I'm thinking about now, I ended up with a camp job from that conversation with my university university professor, but I also ended up re-meeting my wife that I went to university with but didn't, didn't stay in touch with until I got back into camping and she was already in camping. And so we met back up and and the reality is I only lasted one summer at that camp but then through volunteering in camping right so um, joining the Ontario Camping Association's um, human resources group it got me on a list of you know it got me to know a bunch of people who are connected in camping and that led to a five-year stint at the Taylor Staten camps which then um, gave me the background to be able to become an executive director at at my, at a at a camp like Pierce Williams. So right. um, I think a lot of what Dan said um, rings a bell. Yeah, cool. Right on. Um, is there any advice, Gab? You would would start with someone approaches you and and says, "How do I get a full time job in this?" Uh, yeah, I, I think, uh, well, Travis, for you, I know that a lot of your camp minions went off onto doing professional, being professionals in camp industry. And, and I think it's a nice goal for camp directors to try to cultivate that environment where you do want them to become camp professionals. That's what we do and take pride in what, we're, in what we do. Um, I certainly suggest if you can go to conferences, uh, meet people, and, and be transparent with your, um, with your current director, perhaps there's no longer a space for you at that camp to be full-time, and that's certainly something that we did with one of our staff members last year. Um, uh, we're a small organization, and, and she wanted more responsibility, so our responsibility is to help them find a place that fits for them, and so we brought, them, we brought her to a conference and sort of, as much as possible, got her to shake as many hands as possible. Yeah. Um, I think also what Joe was saying, um, he worked at an association. If you can work for one of your provinces or um, state associations, that's a phenomenal way to make a positive impact, uh, shines a really great light on you, and you'll make so many connections that you'll, you'll probably be uh, snatched up right away. Um, and then the other thing is, is to make yourself you know, the expert in something, uh, have an opinion. So write a blog, do your own podcast, uh, comment on articles, uh, share articles. Uh, but you want to be that guy or gal that, that knows things. And it can be about kids. It can be about how to apply makeup. That's fun under two minutes. It doesn't <laughs> matter. But, uh, if you can become an expert or you can be somebody that has that, that you're showing the camp, uh, owners, that you're serious about this so much so that in your uh, personal life, this is something that you, you, you share online. Um, I think it puts you in a really great position. And like Dan, Dan said, he had a, about a hundred people that were <laughs> sending him, uh, you know, applications throughout the year. Well, you, you need to stand out. And if you can go visit camps, I think that's, that's important. And just being transparent, I'm looking for 
a full-time position. I'd love to come see your camp. Perhaps you don't have a spot for me, but I'm just interested in what you guys do. That's, that's an honor, and I would certainly welcome somebody to come and, and visit and take a tour. And then I would talk about that person later if I was having a conversation with you, Travis, or with Joe. I'd say, yeah. oh, you guys need somebody? Actually, I had somebody that just popped by this summer, and they, were, they seemed really motivated. Yep. So try to get yourself out there, yeah. I think um, – so all, all of this is is partly networking, partly – well, mostly just networking. Like it's just having people know who you are and know that you're interested. It's worth um, announcing to all of the contacts that you do have, even if they aren't a ton in the camp industry, announcing that you're looking for your own job in camp and um, – you know, having people know that I've had this weird experience where this year, a couple of times people have just emailed me and said, hi, this is my name. And, um, I'm interested in a year on camp job. So if you know anything, let me know. And I'm, I don't even know how to respond to that. So that doesn't give me any piece of information. I don't know the person. I certainly, I'm not going to recommend anyone to me, to, to my friends or my contacts, um, if I don't know anything about that person. And so uh, that person really does need to do something to stand out in some way. I, mean, I certainly have to have their resume. It's funny. People say, if you know anybody who has a job, then, and they come to me in that direction, but I don't often get camp directors come to me and say, do you know anybody who needs a job? Um, because I think that there's other better ways to do that because I'm a bit disconnected, but I think you have to do something to set yourself apart. So you may not be comfortable doing video shows like we're doing on YouTube, um, but you have to find the thing that makes you comfortable to, to stand out in some way. And Gab said, blog, podcast, whatever that is, you know, be an, a, a, even do something as simple as create 100 camps, 100 tips for summer camp counselors on Instagram and put that out over 100 days. I guarantee you that people would be interested in that and follow that and share that around. And that just establishes you as the person. Like it's, it's almost like a stunt in some way, but it's, um, but it's a way of getting your name out there. And I think that, you saying, you know, here's my 100 tips. If I was a camp director, here's what the 100 tips I would, would tell my camp counseling staff. Um, something like that will get your name out there in a way. And there's such a small group of people who are putting out good information to um, to the camp industry that, you know, everybody who is doing it, like us podcasting and, you know, the other couple of podcasters that are out there, we're all sharing that around um, as much as possible because want everybody to be great inside the industry. So I think there's lots of, of real cool things you can do to, to get attention. Um, is there anything, yeah. Joe, that you can think of to get, get, get it get yourself known that we haven't mentioned? Well, I think a lot of what you've mentioned now in today's um, connected world works. Um, I searched for my first camp job when I was, uh, before the connected world existed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that the, the one thing I, the one thought I had is, well, and sorry, before I get into that, I agree that if you can put out information and, and share information and make yourself known, um, it's, it's like when you're in a job, if you make yourself indispensable, then it's very hard for a job to, um, to get rid of you, right? If you do things that are amazing. And so when you're looking for a job, if you can, show that you can do these, you know, these other things, that's great. The, the one that we haven't talked about yet was the idea that 
create your own job at your own camp. Right. And and this is a this is a big step for camps, and not a, not all camps are set up for this or are willing to to look at something like this. But the reality is. If you have a camp that is your, you know, that is your home camp and you want to, you know, you love that place, then try and figure out a way, even if there's not a job there, is there a way to create a job, right? Do the work in saying, okay, well, if we did more of this or if we, you know, if we had 10, you know, 10 groups of this, you know, that can pay for this much, right? And, and if you can find a way to create your own job, um, it'll help in two ways because it can help the camp grow and that's how you should always frame it and, and what's yeah. better for the camp long term um, but it'll also guarantee that you'll always have a job because if you can create one one place um, essentially you can create a job anywhere right and that's certainly how I got started I, I created my job I had gone luckily the board was willing to show me the budget stuff so I'd gone through some of the budget and um, you know, found ways and it should was able to demonstrate plans of how I was going to increase enrollment to pay for my own salary. Um, and, and actually that, that, that leads me to, it's it sort of a, I, you would use that to jump off Joe. Cause I was working at a small nonprofit in my case, it was church camp, but it would work for any small nonprofit struggling camp. Uh, when you have a board of volunteers running a camp, it must be so stressful for them to try to keep the professionalism as good as they can um, and to, um, you know, keep look after their own liability as a board member, et cetera, while they're just cycling through summer camp directors. If you can go into an organization like that and say, here's a whole plan, um, here's everything, then in a lot of cases, those boards will be relieved to have somebody take the initiative, um, you know, would work with you to come up with a plan for how to pay for those things, I'm sure. Um, but you have to go into that with some kindness and grace and just say, you know, I've seen some of the cool stuff you're doing. I really want to help with the mission. And in that way, you create the job, but you're you're not starting out saying, you know, my first job in the industry is going to be Dan Weir's job at Frost Valley, where Dan's got, you know, a couple hundred, 300 people that work for him in the summertime. And I don't know how many people work for him year round. You're not starting at that spot. You're just starting really small and building up something. Because as you build a reputation in the industry, then, um, and then you get known and you have greater and greater opportunities because you were willing to help um, a camp grow. What about you, Gab? Any other thoughts? No, I fully agree. I think... You go ahead, Joe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just think that if you if you go in with wrong expectations, you're never going to find your job, right? A lot of... And this might not be just for summer camp, but this can be for essentially young people looking for work everywhere. Yeah. A lot yeah. of people think they deserve something, and... It's not that they deserve, you don't deserve anything uh, job-wise. You, <clears throat> you work to show what you get. And so you need to start somewhere and create a life, right? Start somewhere and create something. Um, and, and that is, I, again and again over time, I go back to that. If, if you can create something, then you become more indispensable and and better known for that. And so... 
I think that if if people only want to be a camp director, um, then they might fall short of that goal. Whereas if you're saying, okay, well, I can be, I just want to get full time in camping, so right. that might program, and that's great, and that's a that's probably the best place to start. In all reality, I would have rather done programming when I started than right into administration because that's where my passion and a lot of our passion lies in camping as camping professionals. So I think that there's, there's a lot more of those jobs available stateside that I can see. Um, I toured around Australia and there were literally hundreds, thousands of people employed in the, in what we would call the chemistry um, doing programming and doing, doing those things. Thousands of people through Australia um, because they have an entirely different system, which is education-based versus, you know, what we call summer camp. I think if you can find any full-time job in camping, the key is get your foot in the door and then show yourself, you know, show who you are and what you can do. Yeah, totally. And, it, and, and that, that, kind of, that will show also your team player attitude, that you're just there to help, help the camp accomplish its mission, learn about the camp, learn from the people that are there. And, and then you can, you can start, you know, making your mark. Um, and that's what any, that's what any employer employee relationship should be is that, that like, I'm here, I believe in what you guys do and I want to help you get there. And, um, and a lot of the times, um, you know, as a, as an owner, you don't know necessarily the skills of your staff members that you have at that moment. And I think that if you are looking for a full-time position, it's, it's for you to, to value yourself and see what you are capable of doing and expressing, um, expressing those, those elements. And, um, and again, it's, you know, the director needs to create a space to do that during staff training and so that you can find those hidden talents. But camp is, is, it's a little hub of everything needs to get done right? from maintenance to design, to teaching, to, it is literally a little bubble of, you know, everybody can contribute something. And you might say, well, I'm, I'm, you know, I do, I'm a math geek and I do numbers. It's like, how great would that somebody could create a system to break down all of the um, campers registration who comes back after two years, who comes back, that's, you know, somebody, a, a statistician, you know, somebody that's studying in mathematics, that would be amazing. So it's to also look at what, what you have and say, I don't know where this could be applied, but I'm good at this. And, uh, hopefully, you know, the director is, is, is creative and can see where they can use you, but it, it does, it will help you with your confidence and, and, uh, definitely sincerity though is, is really important when you're yep. applying for a place you genuine, genuinely want to be there to contribute to the organization, not necessarily just for a position. Right. And I think, I mean, this is the next step when it comes to interviews, but you really have to do your homework um, and find out yeah, what totally. the specialty is of that camp. And, you know, maybe you could somehow suss out what, where their needs are, like where your mathematics skills would fit into an organization. Um, you know, if you have unusual skills for camp, I wouldn't give up on 
a, a life in camp. You know, if you are particularly statistics focused, um, but all you see are camp people who, you know, lead games and, and um, you know, make silly announcements and yet that's not you, then um, you need to not... I recommend, you know, I advise you not to throw out the idea of working at summer camp because, you know, camps have lots of people, the camp industry has lots of people who are willing to get up in front of others, do dress up and do silly things. Camp also has lots of people who are great one-on-one and kind and really sensitive and, um, you know, great listeners to their staff and campers. But where what we're short of in the camp industry is people who love camp for what it is, who appreciate that camp provided a place for them, who are great administrators, you know, who can run a business, have accounting skills, or, you know, have really unusual skills that, that the camps might have a hole. And so... Um, I think the first two groups of people will always get hired at camp, but the you know the others the the creative approaches to summer camp and bringing your own unique skills actually is a true advantage because you have something that um, camps may be missing or are really struggling with that is super easy for you, um, and so I think that's a really cool opportunity for people who might not consider themselves traditional camp people. Yeah, and we're I think the other thing to remember people. as well, as we go through it, is to say that um, is to know that we at camp need to change as well. Yes. So if somebody is, um, for example, last summer somebody said last summer somebody said to me, "Would you ever need a full time psychologist on staff?" And I said, "With the way child development is going, that's not out of the question at all for a summer camp to have someone who can." be that full-time psychologist and do camp stuff as well, right? That's a skill that we can use and make our camp better with um, from interviewing parents and kids to, you know, you know, all of those things. So I think the, I think as don't give up on camp because you're not yet, just like you said, Travis, that you're not that loud outgoing person. The reality is I always, our staff is a puzzle. And it's finding the right pieces to fit into that puzzle. And the right pieces aren't all loud and gregarious. Some of those pieces are quiet. And and some of those pieces are that weird corner piece that you can never find, yeah. but, but makes the picture, uh, finishes the picture. So I think it, as we look for staff and as, as people look for full-time jobs, um, you need to you know be able to sell yourself as to how you help finish the puzzle. Right. Yep. Gab, you is there something you wanted to add to what we're talking about that particular part? Um, I think I think it's yeah. I think I think you're. It's it's not just about the full time job. It's is that the full time job is it, is it right for you? Um, one of my staff members applied uh, to a camp that um, needed somebody full time, and they were very 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 stuck in their ways, and she just had that sort of feeling that it didn't matter who was there. They just wanted it to be done a certain way. And uh, I said, well, that's okay if you're okay with that. And she's like, well, I'm not. So it, it kind of, you, you do, ha- you know, you have to be excited and do the, your homework like Travis had mentioned, but it's, it's something where you can see yourself and that you're going to learn and grow, but you're also going to be able to contribute. And that's what a career is about. Right. Um, you know, you get up in the morning and you should be kind of excited. Of course, there's the headaches and the day to day, but 
pretty much every morning should be awake up and be like, I'm excited to do this. I'm excited to do that. So, um, it is looking for that not, and sometimes, um, we get a little too focused on achieving this full-time position or this goal that after six months, it's not going to work out anyways. Um, so, so looking for that type of, of organization, you have to do your homework and, and put yourself out there and believe in what you're able to do and sell yourself. Yeah. yeah. And this, this for me would be sort of a sidebar, like we've spent this last three episodes talking to people who are just trying to break into the industry. But my sidebar for camp directors is to remember the advice that Joe just gave, which is that camp is about change and that um, you're leaving stuff on the table by just obviously your campus needs and if you can clearly articulate this is what we're looking for in a person, that's helpful. But to be open to somebody who can surprise you who may not fit exactly the needs that you have um but that could bring that extra something like gab said you know bring in somebody who's a designer um and and also loves to play with kids um and it, it gives you so much more possibility when you are thinking about <clears throat> about this as a uh dynamic growing industry changing industry instead of you know the way things have always been done or have been done since the 70s so that'd be my sidebar to camp directors open your minds it's a good sidebar yeah um it, i i have one other thing that i uh, that i had written down when i was preparing for this um it was really one of the best pieces of career advice i've ever been given when i left camp and was sort of trying to figure out what was what i was going to do next and and before before i again created my own job it's, it's sort of a trend um in my life um it, it, i went to a a um, career counseling service and paid a lot of money for it um and it was it got some really great smart things from them and one of the things that was really brilliant totally applies to the situation was a concept of an informational interview and the, the the concept is is basically to grow your network and not just so that there are people who that you can hand a card to and say here's my personal card and i'm looking for a camp job but have people get to know you better and the best way to do that is to develop real relationships with them and so you go back to the basics of real relationships engaging people in conversation and asking them questions so an informational interview you go into it and say, I want to ask you, so Joe, I want to ask you questions about what it's like to be the executive director of a church camp. And um, I am looking for a job, but I don't expect you to have one. I'm not coming to you to ask for a job. I just want to know. And so you ask Joe, you know, prepare a series of questions and do all that up properly. Write Joe a handwritten thank you note at the end of it. But the you're starting to get just a bigger picture of what it means to do the job you want. And um, the secret magic trick at the end of this is, I thank you, Joe, for all that good pieces of information. Um, can you recommend anyone else that I could talk to who you know could give me more information, could fill me out? And then um, if they say, yes, I know Gab, and you should talk to Gab, and then you know ask them to make the introduction to you. So that you just keep spreading that out. So now Joe knows who you are and has had a real conversation with you. He knows that you're interested in the industry, interested in professional development and um 
and so you know he can then also recommend you to more people just to have those informational interviews and those things just turn into job opportunities so fast i've every person i've talked through that who's actually gone out and started doing informational interviews has every person i've done it to has never made it past five interviews before they found a job i know there are others who've you know just you know, had to work on it for longer and longer but um each one of those turns into a person who has you on their radar and um and you know you've basically honored their opinion by asking for it and um people respect you for that and and that passes on so that'd be one of my strongest pieces of advice is start with the people you know slightly related to the area that you're interested in and then just ask if you can ask them questions and then ask them if there's someone else that you that they would recommend you talk to and it really is a, a, a great magic trick for getting a cool job that is really cool yeah yeah i've seen it work so many times mm-hmm. <laughs> so um so is there anything joe that you would that you would add or sort of a final piece of advice for someone looking for a job in camp what I would add is that it's possible and it's it can happen and um, somebody's got to take it. A lot of – I often use an analogy when I talk to people that the reason I work full-time in camping is because I just hung around the longest right. out of all my friends, yeah. right? Like when you're a young – counselor and training at a camp everybody wants to work at camp for the rest of their lives yep. and if you just stick around long enough eventually you're going to be that person and and it does take some some effort and some talent um but it's it's not impossible at all so um you know if people need you know advice or want to talk about it you know i've i i've i'll talk to anybody on the phone about camping and, yeah. and try, uh, helping them find a job in camping you know give me a call right on fantastic thanks joe how about for you gab is there any wrap-up thoughts i think it's it's basically what joe is saying reach out uh, uh reach out to communities and 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 put out um that you're interested in learning about other camps and what it's like for other people to be working full-time and just your interest uh, creates a space of uh, people wanting to share and getting to know you. And uh, so that's what I would do. Is, is, and you have probably already a camp family mm-hmm. that you can start with. Yep. And it could it can build from there. Right. Right. Yeah, I love the idea of, of going beyond your camp. We've talked about this many times in the series that your camp may not have a job for you. Probably won't have a job for you. But yep. they can. you can use them as a stepping off point um, to do that. Very cool. Thanks, God. So I would say, I mean, this is just my general advice about getting a job. Um, I file this under everything I needed to know about being a good employee. I learned by being a farmer. Um, and when I was a kid, I used to work with my dad in the farm. And um, I had to learn because it was our, you know, our family business. Everything was on the line. Um, you know, we're out in the country and things had to get fixed. Like we had to do a lot of stuff ourselves and solve our own problems because, you know, going into town would take half a day when you're in the middle of whatever big farming project you're doing. Um, and so I learned a lot from, from watching my dad because... I learned that I, it was most helpful to my dad if I could anticipate what he was needing. So I think the same thing applies to a camp. You look at what's going on and try to anticipate what the needs are going to be. So if you're volunteering 
uh, at a camp conference, then, you know, whoever is in charge of the committee you're responsible to, watch that person, find the patterns, solve problems for them. And all those are ways that you can stick out, um, that you can get known and, and be recommended. You know, someone who is um, able to handle... I don't know, grumpy people at registration at a conference with grace and a smile uh, sticks out to the people you know, who run that committee who are responsible for that. So if you think of yourself as a problem solver, then all this networking becomes much easier because you're constantly looking at ways to solve things for people. So that'd be my, my big advice in terms of getting a job. We've said some good places to look. Um, there's also one I think that we left out of the list was there is a Facebook group called Camp Jobs, and it's a spinoff of Summer Camp Professionals. Um, you can look there. People are posting jobs to Summer Camp Professionals, that group on Facebook, so you'd be wise to be a part of that if you're looking. Um, and that's certainly a way to get yourself known um, you know, without having to do a song and dance is to be a, a big contributing part of the community. So I'm grateful to the three of you for, for good answers to that. If people have any questions uh, or they want to you know, follow up with us, you can, we'll give it the, the links of how to get in touch with us at the end of the show. But we do honestly invite people to, to get in contact and, and seek our advice. And uh, we'll take it from there. And good luck with finding a camp job. I think it's, uh, it really is one of the best jobs in the world. Absolutely. And uh, is worth the work it takes to get connected and get get going on it. So if that um, if that conversation was helpful for you, if you got something out of it as a, a new summer camp professional or as a camp director, you know, we'd invite you to go to um, camp camphacker.tv slash iTunes and leave us a quick, honest review there. Uh, it does really help us to get um, found by more people and uh, get more people listening to the show. So um, we'll be grateful for all those of you who've done it already and uh, those of you who'll do it in the future. At this point, uh, I would like to turn us over to the tool of the week. Tool of the week. So, Gab, I want you to start us off with your tool of the week, please. All right. Um, my tool of the week is Wendy the Lice Fairy. So it's not really about Wendy. Yes. It's about a lice fairy. Yeah. Uh, so we started doing um, checks on uh, as families were coming into camp with the families there doing our lice check. I know that other camps do that. Uh, what we found was a couple of times, uh, even though our nurse was present, uh, families would disagree that their child had lice, and I or Jackie would needed to go and confirm and say, actually, this is lice. So what we did in our second uh, opening day is we hired a professional lice. Uh, she calls herself a lice fairy, which is uh, adorable. And um, maybe it's weird, but either way, she's lovely. <laughs> and we gave her a name tag, and she's super bubbly, but this is what she does professionally. And the difference between our first opening day and our second opening day was tremendous because there was a professional that was saying, nope, this is lice, I'll explain to you. She's used to dealing with parents and she's used to really explaining in detail how we take care of the, of the problem. And so um, for the most part, our policy is that campers need to go home if they have lice and they take care of it. Um, but um, doing that, it, it helps to have a, a professional to say, um, 
this is lice and you can either stay and we can do this together or you can go home and then get treatment and come back. So this really uh, alleviated a lot of headaches and it was also great to have a professional that was outside of camp uh, and uh, no conflict of interest for international um, families or people that live fairly far from camp. So we'd say, this is the service that we can offer you. There's no, you know, camp's not going to charge you extra, but you'll deal with this person financially. And um, so, yeah, it was, if you can find a professional life person in or team in your community and just have them there on opening day, it actually seems to really calm parents. And um, I would recommend it to anybody if they're good. I mean, if you like them, obviously, but she was great. Yeah. Very cool. Thank you. Uh, Joe, what is your, what's your tool? My tool this week is, <clears throat> I just got a new cell phone. I've been, uh, I've had a, uh, I switched to Android a couple of years ago after having Apple for a number of years. <clears throat> so I'm promoting the Google Nexus 6P, which is a, a massive phone, um, uh, super fast, super responsive. But what I'm really promoting is this idea that you should spend money on something you're going to use every day uh, and use it professionally, right? It is this idea people say, so I bought my phone outright um, or can't buy my phone outright. Uh, it's about a thousand, I'm under a thousand dollars, but it was 850 plus tax plus 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 things. Um, but when you do the math on it, people say, well, I can't afford that. Well, the reality is you're going to pay for it at your phone company. Um, whoever your, your, your carrier is, uh, how many times a day do you use your phone is the question I, you know, I think through. I often price it when I buy them to be like, okay, well, if I um, buy a pair of jeans and it's 30 bucks, the first time I wear it, it's $30 a wear. The second time I wear it, it's $15 a wear. So if I wear it 30 times, it's a dollar per wear. If I wear it 60 times, it's 50 cents, right. you know, that way. So with a cell phone, <clears throat> I mean, I'm going to keep it for two years um, before I update. So over two years, uh, if I only use it once per day, I'm paying $1.37 a day. If I use it 10 times per day, um, I'm paying 14 cents per use to use my phone. And my phone is really my connection to the to the rest of the world. I, I can create things on my phone. I can make sure that camp happens on my phone. It's my it's everything so I might be promoting the Google Nexus 6P but in reality what I'm saying is that invest um, invest in things that you use to make your professional life better and if staying connected and being um, being is that then by um, like my professors in university used to say I was in outdoor recreation they say that by the best equipment and clothing that you can afford right right don't don't worry you know just buy the best you can afford because that's what you should use and so um what i'm saying is that my tool of the week is actually investing in yourself with with equipment that you get a lot of use out of people sometimes go cheap on things like a phone um, but then it's they it's one of the things that's always on them that they always have and if we go cheap on things like that but they buy you know, a $4 cup of coffee every day of the week, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Right. So the Nexus, uh, I would recommend the 6P. It is the newest and um, fast and fast. Um, so, yeah. 
Cool. That's me. Good advice from Uncle Joe. With the holiday totally. season. <laughs> <laughs> I think I need a new Mac. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Uh, so Dan had a cool uh, tool that he left with us. Um, their office is using the Google Apps system. So all of Frost Valley is on Google Apps. So their their email comes from Frost Valley, but it's the same interface as if it was Gmail. And I think we've recommended Google Apps a number of times. I suspect Joe was one of the first to do so because I know Pierce Williams is on it. Um, his advice was, his tool was um, keep.google.com, which is an app that you can get just a, a place to keep notes or um, you can do reminders on it, I think. I haven't really used Keep very much, but um, just keep some notes for yourselves and uh, and a bit of a to-do list in there as well. And it's a free tool. Um, if anybody has a Gmail account, they can use Google Keep as a place to, for their external brain, as Evernote likes to say. Uh, my advice, I've put a couple of uh, videos up about this on, on our Instagram or at Instagram.com slash Camp Hacker. Um, after a discussion with Joe um, last week or the week before, um, I bought from Amazon. I'll put this up to the camera. I bought 400 dice and they were about 30 bucks us or about 35 dollars canadian they're in four different colors and um i'm going to use them with family to play games going to use them when we do training at camps um teach games like tenzi or um farkle a favorite game that i played with joe um die die all sorts of things but the nice thing with 400 of them is that i can teach a game say each person needs 10 die to play the game i can just leave them with those people maybe with a card of how to play the game like tenzi is the obvious one it's nice and simple um fun for people of all ages it's not super complicated and so i have um 100 die in four different colors so i have maybe um I don't know, three and a half pounds of dye uh, for less than 40 bucks. And uh, I think the possibilities are pretty endless. I'm quite excited about it. Right on. Well, um, thank you, for Dan, for joining us for that short little period. If you want to get in touch with him, you can tweet him at Dan Loves Camp. Um, he is also can be found where he works is at Frost Valley, which is at frostvalley.org. Really interesting organization to follow some of the cool stuff that Frost Valley does. So I recommend you reach out to Dan and um, thank him for his advice, of course, but uh, follow some of the cool stuff that he puts out. Gab, how about for you? How can people find out where you are and follow up with you? They can follow me on Twitter at Gabrielle Rail or on Instagram, same name. And uh, you can check out where I work at waro.com. Fantastic. Thanks, Gab, for yeah. being here. Oh, my pleasure. Right on. And Joe, how about you? Find me. You can find me at, and uh, everything I do at uh, campisbetter.com and yoyojoe.com. Y-O-Y-O-J-O-E.com. Which sounds like that old commercial, Travis, right? Just dial diamond. M O N D. Thanks, Joe. Anytime. Take care. 
So if you enjoyed today's show, we'd be grateful if you um, just tweeted out, you know, something that you learned. You can go to camphacker.tv slash love and it'll help you put a, a tweet together to uh, to let us know that you've been watching the show. If you have any questions or suggestions for topics or even want to volunteer to be one of our co-hosts once in a while, um, we'd love that. So you can reach out to me, Travis, at camphacker.tv or um, on all the social medias as at camp hacker. And, um, we really do appreciate this community. And as we're wrapping up this, we're recording this at the end of 2015, looking forward to a great 2016 in the camp industry. So thank you very much for watching everybody. And thanks for the evening friends. The camp hacker podcast is brought to you by Beth and Travis Allison, summer camp leadership training and marketing consultants. Thanks for listening. Camp Hacker, bringing your world into focus.